Hi, this is Dan Sullivan. I'd like to welcome you to the Multiplier Mindset Podcast. Today, our Game Changer Transformation features Amish Majoria. Amish has a really fast-growing marketing company in Calgary, Alberta. And I had a great opportunity the day that Amish came in to do this video to spend about an hour with him in our cafe. So I, I don't have an office. I haven't had an office for 25 years. I have a 40-seat cafe, and that's where I hang out. And some of my best work in life has been in coffee houses. So I said, where you work best outside the company, why don't you work that way inside the company so we have a cafe. And I just thoroughly enjoyed uh, Mish talking about his life and where he was going. But one of the big things we zeroed in on is his habit and also my habit of not making the same mistake twice. And when you think about it, the best time to establish a new habit or an improved approach to something is right when you're making a mistake and you feel it intensely. You actually feel negative in the moment, which is bad. The negativity is bad. But the good side about your feelings around a mistake in the moment is you have an enormous amount of energy which in the past, and I know a lot of people still do today, they say this is never going to happen again. And then shortly thereafter, they forget about the experience and they make the same mistake again. My feeling is that making a mistake that really bothered you the first time a second time actually makes you feel like you're moving backwards. You're not stuck, you're moving backwards. And it's like, well, what was the point of me feeling all that negative energy if I didn't actually use it to make an improvement? So I make mistakes as much as anybody else does. I'll tell you a specific area where I have enormously transformed my life, and this goes back probably 25, 30 years, and that is being rushed and being late for meetings with other people or flying somewhere or going somewhere and being late or being very, very rushed and just noticing the incredible amount of wasted energy, worrying about what people are going to think about you because you're late. So I worked on this over a period of a couple of years and I just identified every area, every kind of situation, every kind of circumstance I could be in where being late made me feel really bad. And I created a strategy for each one of them in such a way that I was always early. And somebody I knew who was very famous, much more famous than I am, we had three meetings over about a two-month period. And I was five minutes early for each of the meetings, and he was five to ten minutes late. And he began to notice that when he arrived, I was always there. And he said, so do you always arrive early? And I said, yes, I do. And he says, well, why do you do that? And I said, well, it's a habit. And I said, I found that the habit of arriving early is just as easy as the habit of arriving late, but the consequences are really different. And I said, I always feel relaxed because I'm here early. I always feel prepared. I always feel focused and completely present for what's going to happen. 
And I know you come in the last three times I've met you and you're kind of harried and you're apologetic and you've lost a lot of energy by showing up five or 10 minutes late. And I have a feeling that the meetings with me aren't the only meetings that you actually show up late for. And he says, you know, I try to pack in as much as I can every day. And I said, well, that's also a very bad habit. <laughs> and I said, so today, or tomorrow, because today's probably already scheduled, but I said, over the next week, take out one meeting per day and give yourself a little more time between the meetings and notice the difference in the quality of the meetings when you show up on time or even early compared with showing up for every meeting late and harried and having to apologize and knowing that this is being counted against you. I notice, I mean, if somebody shows up three times late for me, there probably isn't going to be a fourth meeting because this is the way it's always going to be. And I have to tell you, this is before I met Babs, but I had a woman that I was going out with and she was not only late, but she made a point of being late and it happened twice. And, you know, she really liked being with me. And she said, well, when we getting together again, I said, that's not going to happen. She said, why not? And I said, well, you've been late twice. And I got a feeling that this is actually a permanent habit of yours of being late. And I think not only is it a habit, but I think it's actually a strategy of yours to actually be late and have the other person waiting for you. I picked up on that and I just don't want to repeat the experience. And she got really angry and she says, well, that's not fair and everything else. And I said, it has nothing to do with fairness, but it drives me crazy and I'm not going to let you drive me crazy again. And that was the end of the relationship. And um, I'm happy I did, given that I met Babs. <laughs> and uh, so this thing that we're talking about with uh, Mish is really a crucial, crucial, crucial part of how other people see you, but more importantly than that, how you see yourself. So that's how you avoid making a mistake like being late. Never do that again. So this is just one example of not making the same mistake twice. Anytime I make a mistake, it's a learning opportunity. And if I really correct my behavior, I really develop a new strategy around this, then I feel I'm making tremendous progress forward, as opposed to the feeling that I have of going backwards if something's really bothered me, it was a mistake, and I did it again, and that tells me I'm going backwards. So there's that little opportunity that we all have around mistakes to use the opportunity of a mistake to correct your behavior so that you're successful going forward for the rest of your life in that particular type of situation. And then you have a feeling that you're always going forward because no mistakes you make ever happen a second time. My name is Amish Marjaria. I'm the founder and partner of Foro Level Marketing. It's a marketing consulting firm based in Calgary, and we act as essentially our marketing department for our clients. And our clients leverage us day to day for their business. But essentially, we're there to help them grow their business. They can focus on what they're good at, and we focus on what we're good at, which is marketing. I don't think you become an entrepreneur. I think it chooses you. I think you are an entrepreneur. I really do. And I come from a line of entrepreneurs in my family, so I've been around it. What's really interesting, I saw my dad start a business and leave all security blankets behind and have a family and start a business, which was 
up until I started my business, I didn't realize how inspiring that was. And I think it's just, I always thought if I work as hard as I do for myself, as I do for someone else, I'll come out on top. So I just think it, it was always in me. And I, I always say this to people, I'm like, I'm willing to bet on myself. And I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs feel like too. They're willing to bet on themselves. And I think that's just a rush. I think there is a sense of freedom when you're an entrepreneur to make mistakes. And I think that's really important. I think making mistakes is a really important thing, but I think it's really important you don't make the same mistake twice. I'm sure a lot of people have said that before, but I don't know how many people live it. And as an entrepreneur, you can't afford to make the same mistakes more than once. Uh, otherwise, you just won't grow as a person, as an entrepreneur, as a leader, or as a business. And I think that's where confidence gets built because you're comfortable with riskiness and you're comfortable in what I call stress tests. So if anything ever doesn't go the way we originally planned, I call that a stress test. And what I actually really like about coach is it gives me some tools throughout the way to really help navigate through those stress tests. So it's not necessarily that I'll use those day to day, but you don't know what you don't know. So when you're armed with certain artillery in your ammo box, when those stress tests happen, it gives you that level of confidence and you start to operate from a level of inspiration versus fear. And I think the most dangerous thing an entrepreneur can get into is a state of fear. If you start to lead by fear versus inspiration, if you start to make decisions out of fear versus inspiration, you don't rely on what made you yourself. And, and what I mean by that is your instincts, your talent, those get taken over by another state. And, and I think that's where the confidence again comes back when you're operating in that talent, in that level of that unique ability we talk about and your sense of purpose. So for me, it's the interjection of sense of purpose and unique ability where you really find your mojo. And that's where you're untouchable. And that's why I think you have confidence and you see people who rely on their instincts and talents. They don't worry about anything because again, they're betting on themselves. They know what their talent is. They know what their purpose is and there's clarity. And I think that's where we get all this confidence from. And we're human. Confidence gets shaken a bit. But again, it's nice to have tools and resources available. So when those times happen, and they will, you have something to fall back on. So for me, I've really come to really start to understand my energy and my energy producing kind of activities, thoughts versus energy draining activities and thoughts. I really believe in the frequency you put out that is the frequency that comes back to you. And I really believe that if I'm conscious of what I'm putting out there in terms of fear or inspiration, that's what I'm going to get met with in terms of my own production, in terms of our team's production, in terms of my relationships with our clients or friends or family members, what have you, that this is a choice I can make daily. And that's the awareness I think about. Awareness is big for me. I have days, periods of those self-doubt and I mean, you're human, it's going to happen. But then I've also realized what allows me to kind of get out of that. And I recently went on a three-week vacation where I, for the first time in seven years, I didn't check my email or I didn't work. I came back so relaxed and in another level of awareness right? because I was able to check in even that another level. Our core value is to show up as the best version of yourself every day. And how are you doing that? It's about being aware, showing up, just plain showing up, right? There's that saying where it doesn't take any skill to show up on time, right? All those other values that you can kind of be and be kind doesn't cost anything. There's no skill. So it's how do you become the best version of yourself and how do you show up every day? Because consistency, especially as an entrepreneur is hard. That's probably one of our greatest challenges, right? It's like, how do you consistently be 
in a state of inspiration? How do you consistently show up and produce your best work? How do you consistently be a leader? How do you consistently grow your business? And the pressure with all that comes. And that's where we have to be very careful and aware that when that pressure comes, how are we managing it? And I think that's where a lot of us can easily go down that spiral and entrepreneurship is just ebbs and flows, right? And you just got to kind of go through it and ride the highs and ride the lows. But if you stay even in inspiration, that inspiration level, you're just going to continually trend up. And so for me, it's not really if I ever operate out of fear, it's more being aware when fear is trying to creep in because we're human. And how do I let inspiration win? One of my strengths is to grow businesses. I love that. That's my passion. I love taking something from nothing and growing it. But I don't know what I don't know. And I think what I love about strategic coaches, there's about 30 people in the room, same room as I, who are probably in the same place, right? So it's not a support group. I don't mean to sound that way, but it's a, it's a supportive group, right? And it's understanding and there's empathy and there's I was just talking to someone the other day and he's going through something I went through a year ago. We didn't even share what we were supposed to in that 10 minutes of sharing. And we just, he's like, can I pick your brain? I'm like, let's do it. And I've been on the receiving end of that. It's just so valuable. But then, like I said earlier, it's really about when you go through those stress tests at work and you're the leader or you're one of the leaders, but none of you have gone through this before, who do you turn to or how do you manage that? And I think what I really like about coaches it's not a cult type attitude where this is what you have to use and this is how you like I'm in year four and I haven't even touched my unique ability yet because it just wasn't right timing for me and now I'm doing it and right away I had support right away this is what you need to do this is how you're going to approach it but it's now the right time and I guess I'm at a point in my career that now that's important to me and that's going to be delivering a great impact. So I'm going to focus on that and that's what I really like about coaches now that I'm in this environment of okay how am I now going to really make an impact. I want to connect my purpose to my unique ability. That's how I think I'm going to bring my greatest impact. Whether it's community-based, business-based, or personal-based, that's what's going to bring the biggest impact. And now I have a tool to help with that. That's what I really like. It's like there's no pressure to use what. There's, you're going to find something that works for you, and it really does simplify the complexities. It's led me to make some major decisions for our firm that had I not made them we probably wouldn't be sitting here right now in the sense that I probably wouldn't have been experiencing that level of growth that quickly. The answer wasn't delivered to me, but the tool was to get to the answer. My focus isn't shaken and everyone here is for that same purpose too. And then not only that, you've made great connections and friends and you've learned, right? Like you've learned new things. I think we all love to learn new things. If we're lucky, we learn something new every day. I leave truly inspired. Well, Amish makes a point of why... He, in particular, comes to Strategic Coach, and the eight hours that he spends with us every 90 days allows him to, whatever was happening in his life when he arrived, he restores his sense of living his future out of inspiration. So by doing the thinking exercises in Coach, by having discussions with all the other entrepreneurs, he goes out the door at the end of each workshop with a fresh tank of inspiration for the next 90 days. And uh, he said, if you just repeat that every 90 days, it always works. To really go in depth about how you judge yourself extremely well when you've made corrections in your life and when you judge yourself very harshly, where you 
make the same mistakes twice, go to our book, thegapandthegain.coach.